Because of the following special program, Max Mike Movies Octopussy will not be presented this evening. Spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. You have been warned. Yes, we are setting aside the episode which should have aired in this place so that we might report on this breaking story. Cats! It's a movie, and you can see it. But should you? Who are we to say? Why, we are Max and Mike, that's who. We see movies, we tell you about them, we decide, you decide, it's all very simple. I am one of your hosts, the toe-tapping, troublesome toad Mike, and that over there is the ever-loving blue-eyed Max, whose eyes are distinctly not blue. Meow, (laughs) y'all. No. (laughs) Why on earth are we disrupting a perfectly good series on James Bond to tackle cats? Why indeed? Well, if you haven't seen the previews, stop this show right now and go watch one. Go watch it. Watch, yep. watch, wait, watch, wait. watch, watch, watch. If it doesn't you raise eyebrows... <laughs> stop! <laughs> if it doesn't raise eyebrows, cause your brain to twitch, or elicit a healthy, what were they thinking? Well, then we can't help you. But that's what happened to us, and we decided we just had to see this movie before it either catapulted oh, sorry, oh, oh. to a huge success or disappeared into stunned silence. That's why. But first, some business. Business. Max. Some cat business. Take the business, wouldn't you? Okay, sure. If any of you cats or kitties want to uh, listen in to our old stuff, we have a complete archive of our shows at our website, maxmikemovies.com. You can also listen to us on the podcast app of your choice, as long as you choose the Nine Lives podcast app. I'm sorry, (laughs) I mean the Google podcast app or the... Morris, time for din din. (laughs) the Apple uh, iTunes podcast app and you can also find us on Spotify you can also email us at us at maxmikemovies.com with compliments praise complaints uh, and, and suggestions fancy feast <laughs> <laughs> yep yep if you like uh, our address to send us fancy feast please send us address, uh, lots of fancy feasts <laughs> Mike likes the tuna. Ooh. It's <laughs> uh, for me. It gives me a shiny coat. Yep. We're also on, t- you can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at Max Mike Movies. I think that's, yes. that's all our, that's all of our business. So. Uh, yes. Special episode. Special. Yes. This Cats. is a true cat nine tales of a movie. Cats. Cats. Did I mentioned um, cats. Hey. So. There is some trivia. Thankfully, there's actually not that much. Yeah. Which, um, there might be tons about the, the Broadway show, but we didn't see the Broadway show. We saw the movie. Yeah. Cats. The show. So, this is the first movie to be released, only to then have a patch released under a week later. Yes, yeah. a software patch which addressed some issues with special effects, and it also may or may not have been re-edited as well. Mm. Yes. Apparently the the I'm sure the, that would um, save it. <laughs> apparently the response was was such that the the director snuck in and said, "I'll just fix that." <laughs> oh, spoiler, he didn't. Anyway, <laughs> Judy Dench was cast in the original London version of the play, but was replaced right before the opening because of a sudden injury. So she's back. <laughs> Which is the only explanation I can find to why she's here. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. You got one for why Ian McKellen, excuse me, Sir Ian McKellen is here? 
no, not as. I'm uh, assuming he needed such. a new summer house. I. Hey, new songs, new, new, totally memorable songs, and they weren't all added, so this movie might have a chance at a best song Oscar. No, no, not at all. I think there's only well, one. Whatever. It said songs. I only heard. I heard there is there only, was no, one. I looked it up. There is only the one. Beautiful ghosts. Oh, I'm glad remember you that? What it was. <laughs> Uh, no. Didn't think so. There's a reason. Yeah. The title should have been, please, 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 God, please give us an Oscar, please. Yeah, our only chance. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, this film bumped the release of another musical film, the musical movie version of Wicked, and that has now been pushed off to 2021. Oh, boy. This film currently has a 17% rating on the site of Festering Fruit. <laughs> 17, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah, get your votes in early. Uh, Lloyd Webber has had issues with people thinking he's plagiarized others' work throughout his career. Memory, for example, <coughs> is said to lean... <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Uh, well, it, potentially that. But uh, Memory, for example, is said to lean heavily on Ravel's Bolero. If you listen, um, it kind of does. It kind of does. It is not like... It's not note cats, for note. Cats meowing <laughs> in the alleys. You know, so it's not quite the same, but no. yeah. anyway. And, uh, that, by the way, was a perfect rendition of Ravel's Bolero. Yeah, yes, that, that <laughs> For was, the complete uh, recording, you may write us at us at Max. Okay. Chills. Uh, I had chills. <laughs> Close your window. Uh, one of the changes made for the film is the character of Growl Tiger. This was originally mm. a part played by Gus in a flashback where he sings about his past in the theater. In the movie, Growl Tiger is an actual quote unquote character in a very much added and totally not superfluous <laughs> subplot. Yeah. Cats, the musical, has made over $3.5 billion. Mm-hmm. That's billion dollars. The B. By the time this movie edition was released, it is the fourth most successful Broadway musical ever. Ran for over 20 years. Yes. And so much more. But yeah. that's where we are. So the, the budget for this film is $90 million. I didn't report uh, on that so much because we don't know how much it's going to... Um, rake in <clears throat> yeah apparently the opening weekend well opening weekend was um disappointing well of course they decided that it would be a great film to put up against star wars so you know <clears throat> anyway <laughs> the plot there isn't one nope. no really there there isn't well well okay here goes <clears throat> cats i'll be doing <laughs> that a lot saying it like that i can't help it that's how you say it. cats they have lives. They dance. They sing. Young Victoria is a cat being discarded by Cruella Denonymous in a bag that is tossed conveniently into a vacant lot that's not so vacant as it appears. Her wriggling bag is opened by a clouder of cats. They yeah. test her, singing of themselves and of the magical night to come, the night when their particular kind of cat, known annoyingly as a jellicle, mm. will gather to see which one will be chosen by the aged Deuteronomy to... Go away and come again another day. To impress the aged one, each member of the cast will prance about, singing about how wonderful he or she is and why they deserve to win this coveted role. But in the shadows is the evil Macavity, the Ooh. bad cat extraordinaire, who plans to catnap his competitors so that he will be the only choice to move on to cat heaven and be reborn as a bat, a chartered accountant, or perhaps a 1928 porter. Also in the background is Grizabella, a cat thrown out of the group for having allied herself at some point with McCavity, an aged, faded performer. Her best years are behind her, and she is eschewed by the rest. Boo hiss. Somebody's got a word a day calendar. 
Uh, huh? <laughs> yeah. Issued. Very nice. Well, Aren't that's you posh? It... Oh, shut up. <laughs> and so it goes. Cats singing, cats dancing, cats being kidnapped to a barge on the Thames, which somehow takes them out of the competition. All the while, Victoria, being, shown, being the more or less hero, is seeing the well-worn group with new eyes. Eventually, old Duder shows up, and McCavity, having taken everyone else, vanishes with her as well, proclaiming himself to be the winner of the dubious cat prize. Not so fast. Duder says, no, and is made to walk the plank. But Mr. Mistopheles, the magical cat, uses his super amazing cat powers to spirit her back in the nick of song uh, time. With their aged leader back, they're all on their little toes in anticipation of seeing which of them will be chosen. But lo and behold, Grizabella is in the background, skulking about, singing the hit song of the show over and over, until she's invited by Victoria to the spotlight to sing it one more time. This melts the hearts of all. She has chosen and she is shown to the magic chandelier balloon thing, loses control, doesn't know how it works, goodbye everybody, and flies off into the sunset, uh, the sunrise over Nelson's column. Oh, and McCavity falls into Nelson's hat and is suddenly without his powers or something. Cats are great. Cats are good. Thank you, cats, for this food. <laughs> the cats sing and dance their ways back into a dreary life of back alleys and cold nights or a sequel, whichever comes first, the end. Uh, you know, that was not just a plot summary. You basically went through the entire movie. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, people need to understand these things, and they need our help. <laughs> I know, they've asked me many, many times, Max, why can't you help us understand this movie? Well, this one actually, yeah, I, could, I imagine a lot of people are rather baffled by this movie. Like, how did this get made? What were they thinking? Why would Andrew Lloyd Webber do something like this? Why would anyone be in this movie? And what's the yeah. deal with Zangief's ass? What is indeed? I wish it had been a <laughs> I just pictured Zangief's ass singing memory, and it was actually a lot more enjoyable than... Anyway, um, so now we talk about the film. Yeah. The Lowdown. So, Max. Yeah. You you and I differ in one major, major way. Yeah, I wanted to talk about this, yes. Before this, you had seen Cats. I had not. I, had, I saw a touring company when I was in Minneapolis, and I have the cast album, and at one time, I, I knew the entire score. Yes. I, I like I liked the songs. The yeah. show, that's right, you've never seen the show. No. And the only song <laughs> I think you know from it is the one you pretty much are incapable of escaping if you live in this country, which is Memories. And you did warn me. It's like, oh, well, I hope you like that song, because you're going to yeah. hear it a lot. <laughs> and now, to be fair... It's not, you don't really hear it over and over again. It just keeps going. Like, yeah. she sings it, then she stops, then she goes on again, and then she stops, and then she it's, sings it, it again. It gets really but it's, stressed out, stretched out. And well, yeah, it, that's a thing with Andrew Lloyd Webber. He finds one catchy piece, and you're going to hear it again and again and again. And we may disagree on this, but for me, there were two songs in this film that actually kind of stood out as being both separate and potentially memorable, and it was Memory and the McCavity song. And other than that, nope, couldn't hum you a single tune, uh, couldn't quote you a single lyric, which, to be fair, most of which were written by T.S. Eliot, but there you go. Well, yeah, this entire musical is based, as, most, as I'm sure everybody knows, because they always talked about it, on this little book of children's poems, basically, that T.S. Eliot wrote called uh, Old Possum's Book of Jellical Cats. 
I think he didn't. He wrote it for like a niece or a nephew. He wrote or something. it for some kids in his family. It wasn't supposed to. I don't think it was even supposed to be published. And I, I, I would be willing to bet that the idea that it was turned into a Broadway musical would friggin' horrify him, because <laughs> he hated stuff like that. He hated commercialization. I mean, don't get me wrong. He still wanted to make money off his poems. And I'm sure there's a lot of money in that. Oh, yeah. Big money in being a poet. <laughs> yeah, the one I'm surprised they didn't quote. What's that one? Uh, Kitties come and go talking of Michelangelo. <laughs> yes, the love, love song of J. Alfred Morris. Yeah. <laughs> wowsy, wowsy, woo, woo. Uh, yeah, I used to call that poem the love song of J. Alfred Schlepprock. Uh, don't like that poem. But anyway. I, 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 like, so, I like parts of it. I mean. Well, say what you will about T.S. Eliot, and there's a lot to say. He was a very influential and very pretty significant poet of the 20th century. Yeah, so um, we could say a lot about T.S. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. Max could say a lot about T.S. Eliot. <laughs> I, uh, I just gave you the one quote I know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but the, the basic point is I'm coming from the background of, having, of knowing the show and having seen it, and Mike knows what new one song going in. Right, because so that's once yeah. you see it. Now that you've seen it, Mike. So you only found those two songs memorable. You see, I always liked right. some of the the other songs. I like, I like Skimble Shanks' song. It's a nice kids song. I guess. Yeah, and even I literally don't remember a single note of it. Oh, Nothing. Dear. I found the music to be very underwhelming. There is there's a lot to say about this movie. The tone <laughs> shifts wildly. Mm. I mean. You can get whiplash. Most of most of the characters are taking themselves painfully seriously. There are two is, real exceptions, and that's Rebel Wilson as Jenny Any Dots, the Gumby Cat. And I'm sorry, whatever, every what time does I, that mean? Huh? What does that mean, Gumby Cat? I couldn't he, understand. He it's made like, it I up. Could just think of. He made it up. I, I mean, I always assumed. I, my problem is, I kept expecting, you know, oh, oh I'm going to go in the kitchen. Oh, oh, oh I've stuck me head in the cupboard. <laughs> yes. Be money by the Gumbies, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I, I, I see, don't I know. I was thinking it, like Gumby and Pokey, and they go into the books and stuff. But <laughs> yeah. I don't. It's not like Georgie Girl, like, it, you know, Georgie meant something or I, whatever. I, but it's like, no well, I don't know what Gumby means. Anyway, no so yeah. yeah her uh, and, of course, James Corden. Who, as Bustopher Jones. And, and what do they have in common? Uh, fat jokes. Because yeah, this movie decided, hey, let's make fun of fat people. Because yeah, that's yeah. a thing. There's yeah. a fair amount of that in there. But also, they are the two who are very clearly playing it for laughs. I mean, Rebel Wilson is doing... Uh, I'm sorry, Ms. Wilson. But she's doing what she always does. She's doing Rebel Wilson. You yeah. know, falling down... Uh, uh, doing a lot of very physical humor, a lot of body humor, which, yeah. which if you if you've seen any movie with Rebel Wilson, you've seen her part in this. Okay, I have not, mm. but hey, I would like to take a step back real quick because you and I, had, as it turns out, had a very different viewing experience. Uh, you had the experience I expected to have, and what was your uh, theatrical experience of seeing this film, Max? What uh, I mean is the actual yeah. theater when you went there. What was it? Uh, what was it like? Uh, very empty. <laughs> there were now admittedly a couple other people did show up but I was there was me and three other people and by the way I saw the unpatched version did you see oh. the patched or the pa unpatched well to be fair I don't know I assumed it was could patched. you could you see Judy Dench's wedding ring yes okay then I think you might oh and did you notice that a number of the cats were were wearing shoes and then suddenly not wearing shoes 
Well, I, I could never understand why they were wearing shoes. Like, why why do you have high tops now and now you didn't? Okay, so, I think so you wait, saw uh, the did unpatched. I, get the un- I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're, we're going to get into that. But anyway, so your theater was um, not, shall we say, um, bursting. No. My experience was exactly the opposite. Now, to be fair, what day do you, did you see it? Did you see it New Year's Eve? No. No. Uh, yeah, I did. I saw New Year. Well, New Year's Eve day. I saw like a three o'clock show on uh, on New Year's Eve. I saw it New Year's Day. Ah. And my theater, admittedly not big, it was the smallest of our multiplex, but mine was packed <laughs> wow. with small children. <laughs> what? And when I say small children, I mean like three and four. What? I oh don't boy, somebody know. did not tell the parents what this movie was about. Well, it's not like there's anything offensive for children. No, but there's nothing. But there's not, it's not for children. No, and I. And to be fair, I was surprised that kids didn't start making noises all, all through the film. They were actually okay. There was this little kid sitting next to. I went with uh, one of our 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 past. Uh, guest hosts mm. uh, Haley yep. Haley and I went and next to her was this little boy whose name was Thomas and I know that because the the uh, caretaker because I don't think it was his mother uh, would say his name many times loudly through the film oh. poor Thomas was uh, either suffering from asthma bronchitis or both so oh. occasionally there was this very loud coughing luckily Thomas was very smart being only four uh, he tended to cough only when the music was really loud but oh. Uh, about halfway through, and I don't remember which number it was. It was one of the bigger numbers. Suddenly, there's this voice in the darkness that said, "Is it over now?" <laughs> <laughs> so, and of course, poor Thomas. The answer was, in fact, no. Yeah. But yeah, I I did not expect there to be people. When I even went to buy tickets, it's like, oh, we're going to be in the second row. I'm kind of surprised. Who's going to see cats? Uh, and apparently, again, people with small children thought this would be a great idea. Uh, oh, I boy. am dying to know what the result of that was because either we're going to have a lot more furries in the world <laughs> <laughs> or uh, if you thought about what career you should pursue, I think child psychologist might be actually a good thing to aim mm. for because I think there's going to be a boom in that business. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yes, um, um, Rebel Wilson, because, uh, hey, fat jokes. That's, yeah, uh, there's a lot of yeah. that. And That's, also, uh, that entire Jenny Any Dot sequence is really... Uncomfortable? It's uncomfortable <laughs> and disturbing. So, mm-hmm. b- before we get quite into hers, we have to talk about, just in general, the cat's... Um, I can't call it makeup. I don't know what to call it. Appearance. Portrayal? Appearance. Because before we even get to what she does, we have to get to how they look. Yeah. Everyone is basically... <laughs> I don't know what they were actually wearing, but they've all been given sort of digitized cat bodies cat skins they've been given fur and ears that move in which i have to say is extremely distracting well especially because they don't move the way a cat's ears move and they don't move when a cat's ears would yeah i have to that was one thing and you know we're getting a little far afield here but one thing that really struck me my i have one in my notes it says nobody associated with this movie seems to have any idea how cats behave look or move now, here's something I'm wondering is that since you've seen the actual stage play, do they do the same sort of kind of movements? No, I don't think they did. It actually felt there more were, like it might. There were a lot more. Of, I mean, there are some things they would do. But before the show, some of the actors would wander around the audience 
And like one would grab your somebody's program and crumple it up and drop it on the floor and start batting it around. <laughs> and they the movements on stage, I think they were a lot better. They understood how cats moved. Okay. I just, so what I, you're saying is what what this production needed was a uh, a free subscription to Cat Fancy magazine. Yeah, I'm pretty. Or you know, some they said I was looking at the trivia too. The actors went to like cat school, uh-huh. so they they supposedly studied cats. I don't know what cats they studied, you know. Mm. But uh, okay. Yeah. So so yes, you're now that we know. Also, just so you know, um, the cats are for the most part naked. Yeah, except when they aren't. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing: when they wear clothes, yeah. and they never wear like all—they're not never fully clothed. They're always like wearing a jacket or a coat, but nothing else. When they're wearing, or in some cases, high tops, like they're only wearing sneakers. Whenever they're wearing any bit of clothing, you're suddenly a lot more aware of how naked they are. Yeah, it really and, emphasizes it, and they clearly don't need the clothing; they toss it off all the time. Well, they have fur. But the other problem is that besides all of the weirdness with things like the ears, and when you get up close, it's as, as I pointed out, it's the uncanny litter box. Yeah. Um, we have this issue where they've CG'd out the butt crack, which is weird. I mean, I understand why they did it, but it's still weird. Right. They it... mostly have CG'd out any sort of suggestion of, of uh, genitalia although sometimes it kind of comes back oh really i didn't notice that. yeah just a little bit enough to be like oh look there's up oh, now it's gone like yes <laughs> they like also... <laughs> there's a term for this that please don't look this up and it really doesn't apply but it's kind of like winking uh <laughs> and then for all most of the female performers i swear that i had to take them aside and say uh yeah just so you know we're gonna have to remove your breasts yeah except in some cases they don't yeah, I know, and they're like, oh, okay, that's uh, now they, oh, yep. Yeah, boop, and boop, and, boop, and because boop. they don't, it's it it's very distracting because suddenly it's like, oh look, there's Taylor Swift and her breasts. <laughs> well, she had them, and it was like, uh, and they Jenny, didn't, they uh, didn't, Rebel Wilson it, had them, and well, Id- Idris Elba had a butt. E I E I O. So going back, I, that's why I wanted to talk about this. Going back to Rebel Wilson, she most of all made me uncomfortable because I don't know how to put this so that it's not um, really blunt, Oh, just say it. Her legs are spread most of the time yeah. and you're just looking down and there's nothing there but you're looking at this large space that you really shouldn't be focused on and then there are times where she's like miming that she's got a microphone by using her tail but instead of just wrapping it around her they have wrapped it between her legs and it's yeah. just really crude and unnecessary There's, and I'm like I do she also is the only one who does one really unsettling thing which she unzips her fur yeah and takes it off and underneath she has more fur but over that she's wearing like a burlesque costume it's it's really strange and it's <laughs> it takes you right out of it because you're like whoa wait what can they yeah. all do that are they all wearing multiple layers is this uh and that entire sequence is really kind of not, not just the fur, but the whole uh, Jenny Any Dot sequence yeah. is really unsettling because part of part of the song again, it's a children's. It's for children. It's about how she's turned the uh, the mice. She's t- she's thinks the mice are like juvenile delinquents, so she's taught them how to knit. And, yes, and then she eats them. Yeah, and you see the mice, and the mice are done by children. <laughs> 
Yeah. And, and she... And they're even weirder looking than the cats. There is a serious uncanny valley. They, they have mouse bodies and human faces digitized on top of them. It's I mean, it's really creepy. And it's she worse does. than she that sun them. and the Teletubbies. Yeah. You know the sun and the Teletubbies? Yes, the, the baby, baby and the sun. And... Then there are the cockroaches. <laughs> yeah, she caught, they're all dancing and yeah. singing too. And, and she, she just eats randomly those. picks them up and eats them. And it doesn't seem to bother any of them. The cockroaches themselves look just bizarre. They look yeah. like human beings who've been flayed, just had the skin removed. We, we don't zoom in too much on that. No. They don't, uh, I, I think part of the reason is I think it's all, all one person, sort of the way they did the Oompa Loompas in... Uh, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp. Oh, the the newest. Oh yeah, the new one. Yeah. Yeah. That whole I, that whole segment is just weird. So I and mm-hmm. it also just uh, so I I said jokingly um, that there really isn't much of a plot. There's more of a plot in the movie than apparently there is in the stage. There show. There is no but, plot in the stage show. The stage. Yeah, there's the very overarching thing of some cat is going to be chosen to go to the what is called the heavy side layer, which is heaven. Yeah. And, yeah, I and guess come back as a with a new life. No, it is. Right. It, T. S. Eliot it, said that. But it's just like all they do is sing about themselves. Yeah. So that's it. So all we do is we're obviously Victoria is supposed to be us, right? She's, She's the eyes of the, the audience, and she just wanders around, and people tell us how wonderful they are. That's it. That's the entire show. Except yeah. that this one has this weird subplot crowbarred rather blatantly oh, yeah. in. But it's. Uh, I'm sitting there wondering. She's hers is the first real song, Jenny Any Dot. She's the first yeah. contestant on the new Price is Right. Yeah, and I'm sitting there going, "Why? Why does this song qualify you for anything? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Maybe it's is it different in the show? Do is she more charming in the show? I don't, I don't know. The, I don't think so. Oh, no, sorry. It, no, so. no. In the in the yes, I saw the show thirty years ago. Well, yeah, but your memory's pretty good, so. Yeah. And I no, expect these much, things of you. She's much more charming and motherly in the show. It's The idea isn't that she's some sort of raunchy cabaret performer. It's mm-hmm. she's this very domesticated kitchen cat. She doesn't okay. leave the kitchen. She's there to keep an eye on, you know, she's literally, I don't know if a, this has anything to do with being a Gumby cat, because I still don't know what that word means, but she's the kitchen cat. She's there to keep it, to protect the kitchen from mice and cockroaches. I've got a piece of kibble stuck in me skull. <laughs> so no, this was a very different interpretation. Okay, I'll give him points for originality, except it just—I don't think it worked. It, I yeah, I just couldn't find the appeal yeah. after that. It's like, oh, she enslaves the mice and cockroaches before <laughs> she eats them and makes them perform. Yeah, it's yeah, creepy. Yeah, I vote for There's... her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so we move on. I don't even remember who's next, and I don't care. I know James yeah. Corden shows up. Yeah, he does, he does Buster for Jones, which is a song I really like, although from the show, although I have to say they made an odd choice with him. He's a tenor, and that song is a song for a bass, and Buster for Jones is supposed to have this big, powerful, booming voice, and James Corden does not. No, I, I think he's got a fine voice, and I actually enjoy watching him in his little um, carpool karaoke thing, which uh-huh. is which is very enjoyable. Very enjoyable. I'm sure that's why they picked him, is because he's you know currently well known. Uh, no, goes, actually, uh, you'll find that it is a, a law now that if you film anything in any part of England, James Corden simply appears. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. If you turn I, on a film, a camera, James Corden is magically drawn to it. Are you a? Uh, are you not a fan? Then I, I like a lot of his stuff, but there's just something about him that annoys me. 
I couldn't I, tell you what. I just he something about him just makes my knuckles itch. Yeah. So we, we run into different cats and it's yeah. literally Victoria running into, she runs into McCavity early on and he's all like, you know, dark and seductive and stuff, but he, and he she gets pulled away by Idris Mr. Elba. Mistopheles. Come on. Yeah. Well, you know, and quite honestly, it being Idris Elba, I kind of want him to win, but he's, yeah. well, here's the thing. Well, we still, we'll get, they, we'll get to the end. They anyway. at least don't try to make him sing too much because, well, he has many skills. That ain't one of them. Ah, uh, he was fine. Yeah. Because he, he didn't have to again. sing. Well, he didn't. At least he didn't pull a. He didn't pull a Rex Harrison, so no. that was good. No, the McCavity um, song is sung about him, which, by the no, way, but, is true of almost all of the songs in the original show. None of the songs, like uh, Mister Mistopheles, is all yeah. done in the third person. It's all about him as opposed to I. Oh uh, yeah, um, I think it's McCavity. We we see it that way. Uh, Skimble Shanks, actually, that's that's both. That's more of a mix. See, and here's the thing. The only character that I actually even liked was Mr. Mistopheles. Mm -hmm. And it's based on the tiniest of anything. Because these these characters, like, okay, Jenny Anyspots, oh, we like her because she's mean. Mm -hmm. And then we see um, Bustopher Jones, and it's like, we like him because he eats. It's funny when he eats. <laughs> no, he's so good at it. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's literally all there is to the characters. He eats. Mm. Um, well, and then no, we no. To... He also is what they used to call... See, he's a very English sort of t character. He's what they used to call a swell. He's one of... He's the St. James's Street cat. He's like the gentleman who goes to all the clubs. And this is not like clubs like nightclubs, but old... In, in the gentlemen's old, clubs. The, yeah, gentlemen's clubs, where you basically sat around and got away from, you know, didn't allow any women in and yeah. read the newspaper Yay. and ate enormous amounts of food. Yeah, I just, but that's not like, that's what he does. It's not who he is, right? So mm. that's, what I mean, it's fine. But Mr. Mistopheles, the one thing I liked about it, and I think it's only literally because I'm, I was just reaching to like anything or yeah. anybody, was that he's very unsure of himself. And I understand that this is not the way he's usually played. But he's very unsure of himself. He's kind of shy and awkward. And at the end, they use his song to help him overcome that so he can uh, Wonder Twin Powers activate. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that also is not from the show. Um, but he was the only character I kind of liked. and that's his, But that's it. Like, that's all there is to it. There really isn't anything to these no, characters. there's no depth at all. I liked, I liked Victoria. I liked because I think Francesca Hayward did a really nice job with that real sense of innocence and wonder and who is she's obviously supposed to be the audience proxy and also the fact you know francesca hayward is a, a ballerina from the england england's royal ballet company she's a principal and you can tell just looking she's at her feet so she curls good. their toes the way that you a ballerina would and nobody else does yeah like oh i can touch the bottom of my soul with my big toe she can do that and her here's all right well let's get to the dancing um so on the one hand i know the dance is a very big part of oh, this yeah. show on the other hand in this particular mm. rendition if you'll put it that way um we have two major problems with for for, for me anyway one of them is that there's some really uncanny, weird movement going on. Yeah. Um, the whole, like, hey, we're cats. Look at us being cats. It's just annoying, right? It's like little watching little kids pretending they're cats. Nobody wants to see this. They just want to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Then the other problem is because we've got this CG thing going on, it's plainly obvious that a lot of their movements are enhanced. Yeah. Not to mention the tails. 
Oh, the tails are like doing, they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'm looking, it's like, why is that tail like shiny and plasticky now? Oh, now it's rendered. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I did you get You see a lot of that. Version. That's why you also notice, I was talking about the high tops. Uh, yeah. They're not supposed to have human hands and feet, but almost everyone in this movie does. What are they supposed to have? Paws. That would have worked. Yeah. <laughs> And, so it, and got, some of them go back and forth from that, and some of them are wearing shoes in one, in one shot, and then in the next shot they're not. No, there's a lot of mistakes. There are a lot of problems there. Here's one of those things where, where you hire well-known celebrities yeah. to play a part like this. Well, okay, some of them might be able to sing Judy Dench, not so much. Yeah. Um, some of them might be able to pull off their parts, but they're not also going to be able to dance, yeah. except for the lead, because she's a ballerina. Yeah. So I think one of the problems that I had because it was both CG enhanced and I knew I wasn't watching something real, for me, the dance sequences are interminable. They are very they go, long. They go on and on, and I'm like, I, I have no reason to watch this. There's, there's nothing interesting. I know it's not real, so I can't marvel at the performances. The CG is like, okay, whatever. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I was almost watch-looking time. Um, and it makes the movie dull. Quite yeah. honestly, it's like one of my biggest complaints is the movie's boring. Yeah, the movie is is dull because nothing really happens in it. It's just a series of songs with they're trying to force connections between them. Uh, I I had a little different experience with the dancing. I liked cer- certain parts that I really liked. I think Francesca Hayward is. I I didn't care. I just f- sit back and watch her because she's incredible. That's actually kind of the problem. She is so clearly so much better than just about anyone else. It yeah. really highlights how awkward some of the others were and how, as you say, the computer enhancement became really noticeable. The only other one I really liked was Skimble Shanks because that guy, I, I can't remember his name, but he's a master tap dancer. And he and that's was fine. really good. But it just begs the question, why are cats wearing tap shoes? Yeah, I know. that, And he's wearing overalls and a hat. And Yeah. Again, we come to the whole, why are these cats wearing clothes? And, Although, I have to say, when Idris Elba wasn't wearing his coat, all I thought was, is this another mistake? Because he looks like a naked, slightly fuzzy human. Yeah. Because, I mean, he was obviously supposed to be a short hair, but... McCavity's making me feel funny (laughs) in my area. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Even I don't object to seeing Idris Elba wearing a skin tight, whatever the hell that was. But it was distracting, because he didn't look like any of the other cats. Well, and let's bring up the main point where right before we really see McCavity, because most of the time we see him and he's got a big coat and he's in the shadows and stuff. Right before that, we get the song about McCavity and they describe him. Oh, he's tall and lanky and he's a ginger. Yeah. "Uh, No, he isn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, his eyes are sunken in. No, no, No. they're not. (laughs) Uh, I know Kung Fu. No, you don't. (laughs) It's weird. Yeah. I, 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 I... Okay. It's and, almost like they're daring you to pay attention. Yeah, seriously. It's like, no, no. Are you actually... Yeah, it's like, this is a quiz. Are you paying attention to the lyrics? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. again, when they have the big moments of like, oh, look, here's Taylor Swift as Bum Ballerina, which you would only know if you actually read, you know, the cast list. Well, I would never say her name. No, exactly. And in fact, she, as a character, doesn't do anything in the original. Well... But in so this, get this. Gets, I, I didn't know this. This yeah. was I did left this out of trivia. So she's lowered on this moon, oh, this yeah. crescent moon, and she's dumping catnip all <laughs> over the place. Apparently, and I don't know why you would do this. This is a reference to a similar looking crescent yeah. moon 
which had a Coke spoon that used to hang in Studio 54. <laughs> sure, because that's very timely and hip. <laughs> and that's why they did the catnip thing. Because uh, they're like, hey, catnip, co- cocaine. Yeah, I, that's we, not in we, the original <laughs> show either, by the way. They we want to draw parallels to that. Yeah, okay. yeah, we're, we're drugging all the cats. And, and again, I'm sorry, I've seen cats on catnip. That is not how they behave. Well, it depends on the cat. There's very, yeah. very different yeah, reactions. True. Our cat... Uh, poor Phoebe. Uh, she used to like to eat it. She mm-hmm. didn't sniff it. She ate it, and it didn't do much to her. Mm. But a cat I had when we were kids, his name was Peter. He would roll in it and then lay on his back, and his eyes would get big, and you'd say Peter, and he'd sort of slowly look at you, and there was just like, ah, I, yeah, see. I see. Peter's not home right now, but if you'd like to leave a message, I can't. Emma, she would get. Yeah, she'd roll around in it, and then she'd make me play Wizard of Oz while playing Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd <laughs> to see and to get them to sync up, and she'd just watch that over and over again. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so that's a very weird scene also. And her song, that was another problem. Look, Taylor Swift, okay, I get it. You know, everyone loves Tay-Tay, apparently. There is a singer who really benefits from studio mixing. So what did, what did you have an issue with in her voice? Uh, I think her voice is fine, but it's very thin and reedy. And oh. she has a. I've heard her try to sing live on like Saturday Night Live, and her voice has no power. Oh. And, and this kind of a show, it was a. Well, we'll get to this later. But uh, yeah, I, I wasn't that impressed with her performance. I thought uh, that was competent. That's about oh. it. I, I. To be fair, I don't know Taylor Swift's work, and. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a, there's at least one song of hers I know just because I think mm-hmm. she's one of those people that you can't not. Um, but she, yeah, her voice didn't stand off to me uh, or stand out to me, I should say. Um, Jennifer Hudson, on the other hand, mm. who does have an amazing voice. In this case, I wish they'd toned her down because, dear gods, when she first starts memory, it's bad enough. Mm. But she, she actually starts it sobbing and it's like, OK, we get it. And it just gets worse from there. <laughs> Yeah, Jennifer. Jennifer <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, I I agree. Jennifer Hudson has a great voice. She's a real belter. She has great pitch and great tone. I don't think she was the right voice for that song. That song's much more operatic. I couldn't help but see her clutching the Oscar, right? Because <laughs> yeah. that's what it felt like. It's like I'm reaching for this and I'm going all the way and. Just calm down, lady. <laughs> now, the one, I mean, as you say, she sings it three times. The third time where she actually belts the, uh, where she really lets loose, that's the moment, that that song is supposed to be a showstopper. That right. is the song where you're supposed to get chills, where you sit up in your seat and you go, oh, wow, this is yeah. really something. This is why people remember <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber. And this was like, yeah, that was pretty good. You're not supposed to stand up in your seat and go, we get it, we get it. <laughs> no, that's that's what this oh. did. I was oh, like, okay, okay, yes, we. I understand. I'm sure you're doing the American Idol kind of hold that note until you, you strangled the life out of it. You remember something. It was important. <laughs> it was happy. Yeah, yeah. I, again, I think she's really good. I think she did a good, a good job. I, it's just... Uh, I've way overdone. It, it's over the top, and I've heard it done better. The yeah. one bit that I really like, that I think was just really fun, not just fun, but I thought was really well done, and big surprise, it's done by the greatest actor in there, and that's Ian McKellen as Gus. Really? I I liked that. 
I like Ugh. that washed up old actor. Oh. He- his 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 song part yeah. that was cool. The rest of it, where he's like licking up cream and stuff, oh. and he's acting. It's just like ah ah no, no, don't show this. I don't. It's weird, and I don't. Yeah, why when, are you when doing he's this? drinking, that was just yeah. He, I, I don't think it was supposed <laughs> to be cream. By the way, I think that was supposed to be gin. Whatever. But I just, no, I, that was, was yeah, that was uncomfortable. Yeah, everything bracketing the song, or when he's trying to when they're having that ridiculous fight scene on the barge. And he terrifies one of the cats by doing his character fire for a fiddle, whatever the heck that is. Yeah, that's painful. That is. I'm sorry. That's like, oh, Sir Ian, can't you have? Can't you have these people executed? You're a lord. Can't you do that? (laughs) It's just. I know that he's capable of so much more, and it's felt to me very much like he was reduced to doing this. You know what I mean? And he shouldn't because he's he can still do whatever he wants. I, I yeah I, I, but him I like and Judy this, Dench I didn't yeah. get I just did not understand yeah I um, like the Judy song Dench. but I like the way he did that I thought the because he he's not a singer either and the, no. fortunately that part of the song is is basically spoken and he just I thought that he did it just really heart wrenchingly well also because of who he is yeah. even though that's not his his actual background meaning that he's a failed or or past his prime no but uh, he, theater you get guy. the feeling he could he, see that coming or he knew people like yeah. that like he was drawing on real life to do that yeah. and that part was fine but i still was just like please let him out of this movie yeah. and judy dench i <sighs> don't know i mean so i don't know about you but judy dench looks especially in the close-ups remarkably like the cowardly line from wizard of oz or 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 Jimmy Osmond in his weird ass lion costume from the Donnie and Marie show. Oh, oh okay, I think I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she just... she's got this big rough courage. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, show was king of the forest. Yeah. With a rough. You know, rough. rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, there was a I little don't... bit of that. <laughs> and she it's obvious she can't sing either. Yeah. And then she's she's sort of half Rex Harrisoning it like, well, I should give it, I should give it a try. Oh, well, maybe not. Oh, yes, I'll try again. And and here's the weird thing: I did not know this because I haven't seen the show. Apparently, Deuteronomy, her character, is usually a guy. Yeah, not always, but usually. Yeah. I don't think it matters yeah. one way or the other. But you'd think that they would make an exception for somebody who would be able to really bring something to the performance. And Judy Dench, whom I adore in nearly everything I've seen her in, I don't yeah yeah to be fair uh, as far as the singing goes old deuteronomy doesn't have much of a singing part well i mean (laughs) except for the moments of happiness which that is the weirdest thing in the show apart from the last song which we'll get to that strain that i swear to god that is where t.s Eliot just went nope i've got to do some more some fancier crap in these children's poems you know, that's, you know, we have the meaning but lose the experience. And then uh, memory brings the experience in a different form. It's like, this is for children, right? Well, some of the stuff that was brought into the show was not from right. that book. Yeah. It was actually unpublished or unfinished works okay, that, makes that they more just sense. adapted. That makes so that may sense. be part of it. I, yeah, I was looking when I was looking at the... Uh, the wiki page for the actual show. It's like, uh, what, what was the deal with this? And apparently it was just 
something that Weber did as a lark just for fun. And it's like, hey, you know, I think there's a lot of money in this. And so he, you know, made it into what he did. Um, so, you know, whatever. Yeah. I The ending, I honestly couldn't tell you anything except uh, they leave. Yeah, the, the, literally ending... the, the sun comes up over Ugh. over uh, Trafalgar Square. Yeah. Which uh, you and I have been there. I don't remember any cats there. I remember a lot of pigeons. A lot of pigeons. Cats. Oh, maybe they were wearing um, pigeon suits. I don't know. But then yeah. they go off into their their lives and do cat things. Yeah. I guess until next that... year when none other one gets to die. Yeah. Yeah. Or be reborn. I'd... That was the other <laughs> odd part. It's like okay, these so called candidates to become to to be reborn. Okay, Grizabella and Gus. They're both supposed to be old. Right. Skimbleshanks doesn't look old. J- Jenny Any Dots doesn't look old. McCavity doesn't look old. What, what is the criteria? I don't know. And mm. it's like, and the only one who has a reason to come back is uh, Bustifer. Because Bustifer, somebody, he doesn't say it. Somebody says it about him, but he doesn't <laughs> deny it. They say, well, you just want to come back so you can get fat again. Yeah, you want to come back as a thin cat and then get fat yeah. again. Yeah. And he just sort of goes, mm, I don't deny that. <laughs> yeah. And Which, you know, okay, whatever. But otherwise, I don't get it. Mm. Like, I don't understand the point, And they don't really try to help you with that. I think they just hope you'll just leave. <laughs> like, well, the song's over. They'll just go. They won't question anything. And what just... gets me is that last song and I'll tell you this bothers me in the stage show too and the album the last song is this song How to Address a Cat and right. we've just come out of what is supposed to be very moving I mean you've had the, the song before that was Memory and it's all this passionate stuff about you know lost lost opportunities and the the, the, the beautiful ghosts of memory that dance around you blah 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 <laughs> And then they're all sitting in this glorious sunlight, and they're singing in like this choir. And what is it? It's about you should call your cat "Oh Cat" and give them treats. It's like, <laughs> what? Wait, what? You know, this actually might be the only part of the show that was actually written by cats. Yes, that yeah, it's saying you know you should now and then supply some caviar or Strasbourg pie. I don't think cat you're supposed to give caviar to cats. I don't think that's very no. good for oh. them. That brings up a good point I would like to put out there. Hey, this movie is really horrible about continuing the idea that cats should have dairy products. Oh. Do not, do not, do not give no. dairy products to your cat, or you will be cleaning it up for a long time. Yeah. They actually, after they're, they're, they're old enough, they can't deal with that stuff. No, don't. I live with a vet. Do not give your cat cream or milk. No. Mm-hmm. They may like it. They may go for it. Don't. Okay, thank you. Public service announcement. Public service announcement from us, Max Mike Movies. Not affiliated in any way with the with the Humane Society or any of the veterinary associations of America. Some parts may be made of chicken. <laughs> Sorry, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so if this there's one message you can take from this this film, yeah. it's don't. Yeah. Um I, I want to go quickly back to the special effects because the special effects, there's been a lot of controversy about that. And we mm. talked about the the weirdness of the way they're depicted. Um some of the special effects also, because to be fair, if you're watching any moment in this film, the only part we can guess that is an actual real thing that exists before the CG artists come in and do something else is people's faces and their hands mm. and occasionally their feet, I guess, yeah. or shoes. But uh, 
you've got some stuff in here that really strangely does not work and it's the food none of the food looked at all real yeah. it looked really bizarrely faked and the worst part is there's a scene where Bustopher Jones is sort of on his back and there's a broken bottle of some sort over his face and he's drinking I don't know if it's supposed to be water or what but I have seen liquid in Super Mario Brothers games <laughs> look better than that. It was yeah. really like hauntingly bad, very badly. And, yeah, it was like from like uh, something from a sci-fi channel movie. Yeah, and I, I I don't mean to sit there and make fun of the CG artists because if I'm not mistaken, the a lot of the people who worked on this are no longer working on stuff because Ooh. once again they've closed up shops of things. Well, you remember a few years ago we had that movie, The Life of Pi, which was also yeah. almost entirely CG because there's a tiger in it for most of the film. Right. Yeah, and they they won an Academy Award for that, and they closed that shop down too. Wow. So uh, CG artists and and Hollywood get a really lousy deal. Mm. Um, and for all I know, they were told, you must complete all this stuff in a horrible amount of time, and they didn't get paid very much or whatever. But that being said, especially because this movie had a patch. Mm. Which I, how do you feel about that, that's Max? F- can you patch a movie? Is that Yeah, I guess cool? you can, but no, I don't think I don't think that's cool. This is the first time in the history of movies this has happened, as far as I know. And, and it's not the same as the, the special editions of Lucas. No! That was this... years, years later, and you knew what you were getting. Yeah! You were like, no, no, we fixed things. And the whole Hanjot first thing and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, and besides, that was like a re... Like, re- ugh, adding, say, you know, deleted scenes, or like you say, changing who shot first. This is simply fixing the... Spe- trying to fix the special effects. Right. Which means they rushed it out the door so fast, they didn't check. Yeah. I mean, there are... Did you see the the gray gargoyle, or no. uh, as I call it, the golem? This was one of the other things that they talk about. One was Judy Dench's wedding ring in her hand, and the yeah. other is the person they didn't CG at all on the on the barge on McCavity's barge with Growl Tiger. There's a hench cat who's at one point standing, <laughs> trying to loom over the people they have chained up, and if you look, it's just somebody in a gray bodysuit. Ah. Uh. They didn't render them at all. And they just didn't care. They just <laughs> didn't care. No, that's that's not fair. Again, I, I have this feeling that the CG artists in this were rushed. They were not given what they needed yeah. to complete their tasks. Yeah, but regardless been. of which, there's a director of this film, right? That yes, person is, is supposed to oversee all this stuff. So if things don't pass muster, it is up to that person, or if it's a Disney film, persons. Uh, to or see in that some these cases, things, mice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to see that these things are completed properly and that the right amount of attention has been paid. So I don't want to come down on the CG effects people because I think they honestly get the worst end mm. of the stick, as but it were. This director, this is Tom Hooper, who is known for such glories as Le Miserable, Okay, which, which, is, which did very well. I didn't see it, but I, I did, and it's kind of painful. That that's the musical about bread, right? Uh, <laughs> I think it's all centers around bread. Yep, it's the story all, of bread. Well, it's France, of course. That's a major historical issue: is bread. <laughs> Somebody steals bread, and then they just sing about it for the next three hours. Yeah, Isn't pretty that much. That, that's yeah, it. Okay. that's largely the whole show. See, now you don't have to see yeah. Les Misérables. You also did the Danish it. Girl. Don't know it. Uh, that was one with Eddie... thing about pastry. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was uh, Eddie Redmayne about uh, the first person to go through gender reassignment surgery. What is it about Eddie Redmayne? I don't know. 
there's something just a little odd. Yeah, there like, is. His performances to me are just kind of, I don't know. He, he can, tends to show up in really bad movies that have a lot of CG in them. And I'm looking Jupiter. at both of the uh, Ridiculous Creatures and How to Snuff Them films and, and um, Jupiter, Jupiter Ascending, Rising. Yeah. <laughs> or Signing, whatever. Woo! Uh, yikes. <laughs> yeah, Max and I saw that one together. Oh! Yeah, I still I yeah. still have a burn mark somewhere from that movie. <laughs> Give a hoot, don't pollute. Yeah. Um anyway, yeah, yeah, that, so, that's, anyway, a, that's anyway, a different so, story. So what else is this Tom Hooper thing guy does? Uh, films? He's doing I don't I I don't know any of these films. Yeah. He likes musicals, I guess. Well, I guess he, that's the only one I know of. They did that. He, oh, he did The King's Speech. I thought that was all right. Oh, I liked The King's yeah. Speech. And uh he's doing there's that new mini series or series on somewhere his dark materials. Oh yeah, I think it's on. It's one we have to. Is it Amazon Prime? I don't remember, but uh, they get to pay for that, it. That's so, his. Yeah. That's his most recent thing. He did the John Adams miniseries with my close personal friend Paul Giamatti. Uh, and how is he these days? <laughs> I assume he's fine. <laughs> you should know he's your close personal friend. Yes, liar, Hey, my sister knows him, so by the transitive property, I know him. You just made that up. It's you math. don't remember don't, any math. It's you math. Don't, don't remember math. <laughs> simple you science almost as much you remember almost as much math as i do which is saying <laughs> something so anyway yeah, yeah uh so the director yeah so i'm gonna point my finger yeah at the director. i think this is um, large i think this is a lot of this is his fault the CG's, and hey speaking of hmm? speaking of the director do we want to wrap this up and tell people whether we like <laughs> <laughs> you mean like what we've been doing this whole movie uh yeah, yeah let's uh why don't we do that and now the show so max what'd you think <laughs> I it's, I had a lot of struggle with this film. I, I it's dull. It is dull. It is a dull musical. Um, mostly because there really isn't any plot. Now here's the thing. I'm somebody who likes experimentation, right? So I'm watching this movie. I don't know anything about the stage show. I'm seeing this going, there's no plot here. What's the point? And then later I'm doing some research and find out, also having talked to Max who's seen it that that's the deal and like we're going to do a musical that doesn't have a plot and i'm like huh part of me says well then why would i watch this and another part of me is like well maybe you could make this interesting and according to max if it's a decent company you can um eh. this isn't that <laughs> i i just i wasn't interested i have the characters did not grab me the performance i i think that all the actors in this are doing their best i don't think there's any slackers here I think Judy Dench did the best she could being Judy Dench. I think Ian McKellen did the best he could being Ian McKellen. And in some cases, like his song, he's fine. Um, the rest of the performers, I think they do fine with what they have. I don't think anybody's falling down on the job. It just doesn't work. Mm. It's just, I don't know, the visuals are just so bizarre. And you're staring at things you shouldn't be staring at. Like, you know, hey, eyes up here. Um, but the tails are doing things that are bizarre. The ears make no sense at all. They're constantly like scrunching down and doing other things that cat ears simply do not do. And they do it a lot. Like it's never just, oh, a flick here. No, no, they're like, and, and you're just constantly staring at the top of the actor's head, yeah. which doesn't make sense to me. Um, some of the visuals, like I said, the food doesn't work. Like it's just obvious. It looks plastic. It looks fake. The liquids are terrible. Um, there's this weird subplot about McCavity kidnapping people 
and who later on the barge, like they're all chained up, and suddenly uh, Jenny Many Spots gets out because she feels whatever, gets out because she feels like it. Yeah, like they're all being watched over by Growl Tiger, who literally does nothing but, yeah. and that's it. And then then they get out because now they can, I guess, or something. I I don't know. I just mm. hmm. not not my favorite film of of yeah. twenty nineteen. How about you, Max? Well. Uh, the, the lack of plot is something I was expecting because that's the same in the stage show. One of the things you, as you you keep bringing up, is that I've seen the stage show. You never asked if I liked it. Oh yeah, Max. Yeah. Would you like the stage show? No, I think oh. the stage show is a waste <laughs> of time. Honestly, my response when I walked out of the theater was I could have just stayed home and listened to the album again, because it's just yeah, I like the songs. I really do. I lo- I like the soundtrack a lot. But the stage show, I didn't feel added anything to it. Once you get past the, oh, that's cute there. The costumes make them look kind of like cats, which is the first five minutes. Yeah. And wow, then, there's a uh, there's a low bar to trip over. Seriously. <laughs> then it's just like, okay, I don't need to be here. And I know I'm in a minority here because this is an incredibly successful musical. I just yeah. didn't, I didn't get that part. I like the music. I didn't care about the lack of plot. Because once you realize it's there, you just sit, sit back and enjoy the music. And it, oh. that should have been the way with this movie. But this movie tried to wedge a plot in. And they yeah. tried to add more stuff than is actually there. And it was so painfully obvious when they did. I think the performances were all adequate. I do like Francesca Hayward. I was a little annoyed. The only real change they made, and I'm saying you've left everything else in is they took out... The whole thing is Gus is supposed to sing about playing Growl Tiger. That was a, right, a, which... a part, and they removed that. And I understand why they did, because quite honestly, there's some pretty racist stuff in the Growl Tiger song. Oops. Yeah, because he ends up fighting his enemies, the Siamese cats, well, now who let's are referred face it. to I mean, by, a, in a, by a number of slurs. Could you pretty much say that the Siamese cats from Lady and the Tramp the Siamese cat song is really um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mungo Jerry and um, Rumple Teaser. Rumple Teaser. Those bit. two are exactly like they. Yeah, the, the, they just like to they, destroy they are things. They're so those two cats. Yeah, they're just pushing things over yeah. and blaming. In this case, you know, somebody else, but the dog. Um, but I just want as soon as those two popped up, I'm like, and also, why is one of them British and the other one isn't? Aren't they twins? Because I think they are. Well, I, I always like Mungo Jerry's song in the summertime, but. Uh... <laughs> Okay, that uh-huh. was that was a seventies band called themselves Mungo okay. Jerry. Oh, I, and so they took out Growl Tiger yeah, for that whole that, part because of the racism yeah. and. And again, I don't it's, like it's, the ending, but I don't like the ending in the stage show. I think the fact that they end with that, they try to make this huge triumphal number out of what is basically doggerel. Excuse my language <laughs> about the cats. Uh, it's just a silly little poem about. You know how to how to talk to your cat, and, yeah. and they try to make it seem like it's "Do you hear the people sing from Les Mis?" and that it doesn't work, and especially no. they and they emphasize this by trying to make the setting look grand and the lighting is the new dawning day, and it doesn't fit. And the tonal shifts, the characters who take themselves seriously and the ones who don't, that doesn't work. Again, I liked Francesca Hayward. I got to say, there's part of uh, there's part of the, the whole thing with her that made me a little uncomfortable when I read about this later. Francesca Hayward, she is listed in the script as Victoria the White Cat. Francesca Hayward is a light-skinned black woman. 
Oops. And she's effectively in whiteface. That's a double oops. Yeah, it's like okay. It's like okay. You're maybe you're just being they're just being colorblind. That's all right. But you know, McCavity, they really kind of play up how dark skinned Idris Elba is by making him his fur all dark brown. And well, especially they describe him in the song, and he looks a, nothing yeah, he looks like nothing that. Like it. And uh, that just made me a little uncomfortable. I th- I can't exactly explain why. And again, she's amazing, and she really outdances pretty much everyone in the movie. Her singing voice is okay. But I, you know, the funny thing is, is I thought facially, I kept thinking, oh, is that Anne Hathaway? She has that same, with those huge brown eyes. She has a very yeah. similar look. But if you've been put in whiteface, well, then yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but um, it, Anne Hathaway, I actually think, has a better voice. And here's, and here's the thing, especially with Victoria... Why in the world does she have to be a white cat? Why? That's just uh, that is in the script. I think she's a minor character in the original show. She just doesn't have any lines or songs. She's a background dancer. Oh, so she, like they totally changed that too? Yeah. Oh no, Victoria oh. as a main character that doesn't happen in Cats. There is oh. no main character in Cats in the musical. It's just the audience. There is no one who's the eyes of the audience, which oh. actually makes the the show even less engaging oh yeah so so there really is no reason for her to be a white cat she could nope. totally have been portrayed as the color that she actually okay whatever she could have been anything yeah. yes they could have made her either a manx or a tuxedo cat it doesn't matter or they could have made her a marmalade cat yeah no okay all right so i will say that one of my biggest disappointments was that i was really hoping for a major train wreck. that's the other thing i was this was not as horrifying as i thought i mean the, no the way people are talking about this psychedelic like i mean the boston globe's review the actual title was my eyes ah my eyes <laughs> that's the yeah. title and i'm sorry i didn't see that i think it's a bad movie i don't think this is up there with like the room <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was. Yeah. I would say this is like a C minus. Yeah. I wouldn't even give it a D. It's not that bad. It's just not interesting. Yeah. And the visuals are bizarre. And as he, we pointed out, there's no plot, which I can see your point now. It's like, I'll just sit home and listen to the songs. I, I actually want a story. And they tr- sort of try, but it doesn't make any sense. Mm. Like, the ca- oh, I get to be reborn. Okay. Maybe uh, Griselda. No, Griselda. Grizabella, you know, she she's past her prime. She made a mistake that she's, you know, sad about and wishes she could take back. Whatever. I can kind of see it. Maybe Gus, sure, I could see it because he's also an old cat and his best days are gone. But we never get any idea of what, what they want to come back at and do except for Bustifer. And that's just kind of, again, an annoying It's just a bad joke, joke. yeah. Now, so it... I would just say, as a musical, again, I found the music totally unenrapturing like memory sure okay we know memory that one was way overdone but the rest of the music i could not hum a bar from that movie nothing uh, nothing see that so, that's the part like, i do like and the one other small thing about the visuals do you notice how the scale kept changing yeah hey they, now we're tall now nah, now we're not so tall hey yeah. we're big no no we're not <laughs> yeah especially in the boat like in the barge it's like oh the chain was kind of big but the barge seemed like regular human sized yeah and the uh weird. when they're on the railroad tracks it's like wow yeah. they're how about it? no no cat well, they made the railroad they made the railroad tracks very wide but yeah. like the, the actual rail 
but the distance they were apart was about the same as it is for real trains. So yeah, yeah it was weird. Yeah. Um, but hey, next week we're gonna yep. get back on track. Speaking of that, and we're gonna it's a related film because this week <laughs> we talked about cats. Next week we're gonna be talking yep. about octopussy. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, that that works. <laughs> yeah, so I know folks have been really disappointed or, wa- or oh, yeah. waiting on the edge of their seats to, for us to talk about Octopussy, Octopussy. the other Cats film. Octopussy. Uh, but uh, we will get back into our, our Bond series, yep. Get Em Jimmy, next week yep. with Octopussy, so which is join us the then. sequel to Cats. <laughs> join us then, and as always, we'll be broadcasting at midnight, not a sound from the pavement. And at this point, I throw my shoe at Max, and the show is over. <laughs> This has been a co-production of The Voice of Max and The Movie Wrench. Thank you.